Good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you. Friends, um, on this first day of Lent, um, the church offers us some good guidance about how to live this holy season that we're in. And we are asked, as St. Paul puts forth, to accept of uh, this grace of this time and not to let it pass in vain because uh, today is the day of salvation, that Paul says. And uh, in the gospel, Jesus shows us the attitude uh, we need to have, uh, insisting on the proper inner dispositions and showing us uh, the means by which our intentions will be purified. And ultimately, Jesus will say, it is your relationship with his Father. And for us, our, as Christians, our relationship in Christ is what he's getting at. And uh, the passage helps us to understand Jesus' own will. And Jesus did nothing to be admired by people. That's not what his goal was. But everything that he sought to do was only to please his Father in heaven. And uh, he came to talk to us about God. And the ways of God often seem far beyond our understanding. And much of the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, they speak about uh, these ways of God uh, that are beyond our understanding. And Jesus, being the Son of God, knew the ways of his heavenly Father. And he taught that to his disciples. And uh, today's gospel reading is a continuation of the, what we know as the Sermon of the Mount and uh, the Lord's teaching. And Matthew puts forth, Jesus teaches and prog proclamates law just the way God did to Moses. And um, Jesus' own teaching is on par with and actually fulfills the Mosaic laws, those laws given to Moses. And uh, his teachings apply equally uh, to the people of his time as they do to us this evening. And the three disciplines uh, that he was speaking about also apply in our Lenten season. Almsgiving and prayer and fasting, uh, they are the object of Jesus' teaching in the gospel this evening. And uh, my friends, we have to be careful because there's a temptation, if you will, uh, for religious people uh, to be seen as religious people, pleasing to God, of course, and yet at the same time, uh, their activity uh, can draw uh, undue attention to themselves, uh, causing others to be pleased and then uh, giving a whole bunch of pro, you know, praise to them. And this is what Jesus is getting at. It's like, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't be doing that for show for other people. And uh, such public displays were very prevalent in Jesus' time uh, as they are in our time. And the disciples of Jesus are told that the audience, if you will, of the almsgiving and prayer and fasting is God, not for other people to see. And the disciples are absolutely to give alms and to fast and to pray, but not to make a show of it as it was often the case. And uh, the disciples are to give alms in secret. And in Jesus' time, and the people who were poor would run after the coins. And they did this so that people would see, look how generous I am. I gave a whole handful, and they threw it. And the, people would, the poor people would run and pick it up off the street. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's why Jesus says, Take care of the poor, but do so in secret. And um, 
Jesus said, far better to give it in secret. And uh, God in heaven who sees you doing this will be very pleased with you. And uh, in like fashion, when we pray, we are to pray in secret also. Um, though Jesus does not have a problem. Remember, Jesus went to his temple all the time. And he prayed all the public prayers. Um, and he did all the liturgical prayers also. So that's not what he's talking about. Um, what he's talking about is your personal prayer. Uh, you come to Mass and we say our prayers, but that is not enough. Jesus says you must have your personal relationship with the Father, and you must pray. And he said that. Go into your inner room. Go secretly and pray to your Father. Um, and uh, my friends, a great thing about that is uh, when we're doing the personal prayer, you don't need to go somewhere special for that. Uh, wherever you are becomes a good place for the personal prayer. As a matter of fact, I'll step further and tell you where you pray, you sanctify that area because you call upon the Father, and he comes. So that area becomes very sanctified because of that. So uh, if you were in the basement of your home and you're doing it, oh, mercy, you're going to have a sanctified basement for a while there. Isn't that good news? That's good news. Um, finally, fasting is not to be done for show, but uh, only for the one for which it really matters. Fasting is to give God glory. Often folks go on and on about their fast uh, to other people so that they will know how dedicated they are to God. And um, Jesus tells us to put away such boasting and showy uh, disp you know, dispositions. And uh, in fact, uh, uh, if we fast in such a way that everyone knows what it is that we're doing, um, we already received our reward, we are told, uh, because others praise us for it. Instead, we should fast solely for God uh, who knows uh, what we do, and then he will repay us. And uh, my friends, in the, um, Jesus asked us to do good for love of him and love of his Father. And, uh, and he shows us the way to do it by living in relationship with him and the Father, walking in holiness. And uh, if we are in our right relationship with the Lord, uh, we will do what is good in a more perfect way, if you will. And uh, we will look to the Father for his loving smile upon all that we do, as it were, regarding our deeds. And uh, Jesus does not hesitate to say, and your Father who sees will repay you. And um, this does not mean that we are to perform our actions or our deeds to receive a reward from God, um, brother. Uh, we do so because God loves us, and we want to return that love, not only to him, but remember what Jesus said, love God, and who else? I love your neighbors, and who is our neighbors? Everyone, pretty much everybody. And uh, so our attitude during this Lenten season must be to live our faith, our religion, in such a way that our Father in heaven will be glorified, and when our Heavenly Father sees our deeds, in secret, he will repay you 100-fold. And nobody can outdo God in his generosity. Uh, my friends, in external things, of course, uh, have their importance uh, in their own way. But we must always discern and evaluate what we're doing and why. But more so to make sure we're doing it for the right reasons. And not because we want someone to see us uh, this way and say, oh, look how holy that person is. Um, if we can only accomplish a little, let us accomplish a little, uh, but uh, let us do it for love of God. And uh, 
there is uh, so much greater worth in doing a whole lot, hoping that people will praise us and admire us. Huh? In prayer and fasting and charity, let us do what we can, humbly and uh, sincerely, and in God's presence and uh, in the ways that Jesus has shown us how to do this. In this way, we will be worthy of the recompense Jesus assures us on the part of our Heavenly Father. And my friends, um, as his disciples, as children of the Father, uh, we have only one audience, which is God in heaven. And uh, so let each of us act very mercifully towards one another for the sake of God and his honor, and not drawing undue attention to ourselves, but giving alms and fasting and a whole bunch of prayer hmm? <laughs> in quiet, humble ways, appropriate for this Lenten season and our lives of holiness. Uh, my friends, the, the Lenten season, we have this for a particular reason. And uh, this morning I told folks that um, a lot of people have the experience of getting lost while driving. And for those who know me pretty well, you know that Father Mark gets lost all the time. And that's the reason why he has two GPSs in his car. Because if one doesn't work, I have a backup. And I will share with you that I still use the GPS to get to Safeway in Uptown. And I've been here six years. <laughs> I still turn it on and put in Safeway. Uh, I, I've learned how to use Stinson now <laughs> you know, and, um, to get up to the Safeway. But I bring this up because a lot of people get lost, not to the level that I get lost. And then someone pointed out, Father, you get lost walking too, don't you? And I said, I do. That's why I haven't been around the, the water downtown in six years. I don't do that <laughs> for fear I'm going to end up at some place that I'm not sure where I'm at. Then I'll have to ask. Of course, I'll have my collar on. They'll be, Father, don't you know where your own parish is at? I do. I just don't know how to get back to it from where I'm at. Uh, but I know a lot of people get lost driving and... Uh, a wrong turn here and a wrong turn there uh, and a wrong turn down the road uh, makes us drive in circles. At least with me, I end up driving in circles. And I desperately look for a sign um, that's familiar and that will help me get my bearings again. And I bring this up because Lent is that for us. Uh, the same thing can happen to our lives as Christians. Sometimes we get lost and we need a sign that will guide us back to the Lord and Lent becomes that sign for us. It helps us to kind of reevaluate everything and move back into our relationship. So let us not, as St. Paul says, waste this time and this grace given to us in this holy season uh, to follow our Lord with all of our minds and all of our hearts. 